Horror.com podcast. This is episode 40, Godzilla. You can check out our website, www.goldenagehorror.com, or stay tuned after the podcast for information and other show notes. Also, episode 40.5, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's true. We uh, didn't have an episode last month, so... This month we did two. Double Bill. Yeah, that's... Double Godzillas. We did watch, just sit and watch two movies. Back to back. Back to back. We watched the 1954 Gojira. Godzilla. To the Americans. And then we watched the 1956 Godzilla, King of All Monsters. King of the Monsters. Or is it All Monsters? I think it's King of All Monsters, but... Oh, wow. That's a bold claim. Mm -hmm. So Godzilla is a pretty iconic... Movie. I don't think I have to explain too much about it. There's a giant lizard. There's a giant lizard, and he stomps. He stomps through things. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just looking up real fast. Uh, Who Godzilla is? Uh, like the name of the director and stuff, because I, I wouldn't want to try to mispronounce it. Ishiro Honda, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Ichiro or Ishiro. I think it's Ishiro. Ishiro Honda. Yeah. Yep. And now I remember any of the other people. It was also created by Tomiyuki Tanaka and Iji uh, Subiara. I, I could very well be misspelling those. Mispronouncing them. Mispronouncing them, rather. Yep. And uh, We call that a vocal misspelling. <laughs> vocal misspelling. Yeah. Um, do you want to give a more in-depth summary of the movie? Well, okay. Do we, do we want to break this apart as a, as a two-parter? Um, or do we want to talk about the two movies simultaneously? I think we could talk about the two movies simultaneously. Okay, so the original Godzilla, how it happens is ships get mysteriously destroyed in the ocean. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's going on? Some You hear some you know, some old man in the small village be like, oh, it's a monster. We call Godzilla. He used to feed him maidens. And then eventually Godzilla shows up. He's like a dinosaur from H- that was made by H-bombs. And then after back and forth, they kill Godzilla. Okay, but you know, there's a through line of basically these three characters of Ogata, Emiko, and say oh, I've been his name all day. I forgot about it. Look up. I've just found the Wikipedia article. Still have all the Serizawa. Serizawa. There it is. Found it. Got it. Serizawa. Ogata and Serizawa. I don't know how I forgot Serizawa because I kept saying his name constantly. Yeah, it was in yeah both movies quite a bit. Yeah, so it's, no, I and it was I, I was coming out of my mouth quite a bit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, because because they're basically like the main three casts. Because Serizawa is a scientist, Ogata is like a salvage guy, mm-hmm. and Emiko is like she well, she's also the daughter of a paleontologist. Yeah, who's researching Godzilla. The Van Helsing figure in this movie. Yes, the Doctor Van Helsing. The doctor's name is Yam Yamane. Yeah. Paleontologist. Yes, that's what I said. Yes. He is a paleontologist. Yes. Yeah, so then, you know, because... But Serizawa's got... He's researching oxygen, but the only thing he's figured out about it is that he's got an oxygen destroyer. Yeah. Which destroys all oxygen and kills everything. It's basically weaponized baking soda. Yeah. That murders things. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I can't do it. I can't use it. And then he uses it and kills himself. And then Godzilla dies. So how does it differ from Godzilla, uh, King of All Monsters? So Godzilla, King of All Monsters. 
stars. Um, so where the original Godzilla is about the struggle of the people of Japan, and you get a real sense of like how this monster is terrorizing like this nation, and how these three people are like deeply affected by this whole situation. Godzilla, king of the mon- king of all monsters, king of the monsters, I king know. of the monsters. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Is um, it's about. Steve Martin, mm-hmm. an intrepid Chicago reporter. Nice, nice. I can who, relate to him. Yeah, so he's like, he's a re- real salty earth guy. Mm-hmm. N- nice and tall. Nice square jaw. I like him. Um, he's just kind of watching <laughs> the whole movie and narrating over it. It's Basically what that is, is imagine someone was watching the original movie without subtitles. And your friend was next to you, and he was just explaining the movie to you. Oh, okay. That That's kind, nice. It's kind of like what that was. So you're saying it's like Steve Martin's like a friend. Yes. He follows you around and he helps you understand things. Also, if you like close your eyes constantly through the movie and missed a bunch of it. Yeah. yeah the, um... And had no like emotional impact. And it's like you're, it's a really weird movie because it's like you're watching a disaster movie from the outside and like you're detached from it all. Yeah, despite the best efforts of the uh, uh, American editing and production on that piece, like the the pieces do not fit together very well. No, like from just a visual standpoint, the yeah. film does not look the same. They they try to like you know kind of kind of squeeze him into the movie, even even place him in, in like the direct path of the harm, and he's he's there in all the key, key scenes, and he even has like a one on one moment with. Each individual, um, the back of each individual, the back of each individual, like main character's head, you know, yeah, which is super awkward, but oh yeah, and like it's basically how how they worked him into the film was they put him in a corner of all the scenes where the of like the movie took place, and they just like here's the situation room, and he's in the back of it. Yeah, right. Sometimes he's he's musing. Uh... Well, he's often musing. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, mm, Godzilla, huh? Another thing about Steve Martin that doesn't seem—he never seems particularly bothered by the fact that it's a giant monster. No, he's always like he gives a lot of solemn looks, but he doesn't like react in the same way that the people around him are reacting. Yeah, well, because it's not his problem. He's gonna go home to Chicago at the end of the day. Mm. Mm. It's a—I don't know. I don't think that was intended by the film. That what? The, he, that reading? That he's just like, oh, these no. are foreigners. It's not my problem. I don't think that's the reading. I'm going home at the end of that. I think it's just they didn't. It's possible too. Like I don't know, but it's possible. I remember who played Steve Martin didn't really know what the movie was, like what he was supposed to be reacting to. <laughs> they might have been like, "Hey, look scared," so he like looked scared as he imagined looking scared is, but like he didn't mean it should really have looked like look terrified. No, because he never matched the tone of the rest of the film. No, but I think he probably did know though. So that's, that'll that argument even works. No, whether they're like, surprising, we're gonna. Because I imagine they would have shown him the movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they would have taken the time to show him the movie, but they might. Have it was only ninety him. minutes long. They might have um, shown him like stills from the movie or something. Yeah, this is a big scary monster. Yeah. Watching those two movies back to back puts a whole different like lens on both of them. It makes the first one seem a lot better, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it makes it like. 
at first the first one was like oh i mean it's, it's kind of like a slow it's kind of like in that vein of you know most a lot of these older movies where it's like oh it's a little slow mm-hmm. it's a little like lumbering i don't know if the acting is like that same stiffness yeah it's hard to it's hard to it's harder to get like a real strong read on the acting and um the movie where you don't, you don't speak the language yeah i mean the body language wasn't super expressive no, they weren't. Didn't, didn't seem over the top, but no. But it also, I mean, it also didn't seem like. Well, except the excepting um, what's his name, Sarah Zawa. Yeah, he seemed a little over the top. But for the most part, they seemed pretty um, naturalistic. Yeah, but watching it after, it's like, wow, this is a far more emotional piece. It's a far more personal film. Mm. You feel like, oh, you feel far more for the characters because they're all non-existent. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the, the pacing. It's the first one is that they spent, like... They spent time... Like, establishing the, the main characters. Yeah, and they gave... They gave they gave the people time to suffer. Mm. So the... Um, the original Godzilla is, like, an hour... Is, like, a... An hour and 36 minutes. Yeah. And the Godzilla King of the Monsters is an hour and 20 minutes. So they cut... 16 minutes straight up and yeah. then they also cut a certain percentage to wedge Steve Martin Steve Martin, the character Steve Martin in there so and I feel like they also reused some footage too yeah there was some dupe doubles stuff from the beginning and the towards the end yeah so that's so it feels a lot trimmer because it is a lot trimmer and there's kind of like because there's a plot in the original yeah outside of monsters yeah, they, they can't really like it seems like they can't concentrate or something and they can't they never get to the the meat of the story yeah all the, all the basically all the same things happen yes but they miss all the in-between stuff because I guess because Steve Martin wasn't there yeah so he, you just don't get his perspective on like the private discussions of he, like, he was, Sarazawa and Emiko or yeah whatever. it's like he, he narrates most of them like mm. the like, you know, the pivotal scene where they're, like, talking about, you know, the ethics of his oxygen destroyer and all that. Mm-hmm. That's narrated, I think, by, you know, dub Emiko. Yeah. Rather than actually act it out. Which removes most... Like, the fact that most of the movie is dubbed over, or or narrated over, even. Yeah. There's a lot of dubbing, whether it's the uh, voice actors or the just the presence of Steve Martin. Yeah. It like it creates it creates that further sense of like detachment from the whole thing. Yeah. Cuz it's it's like a story being relayed to us. It's not cuz the original is very much like a disaster in the moment film. Uh-huh. That these people are trying to work through. Yeah, I wonder um I wonder how much of that, that is like assuming that western audiences wouldn't be able to relate to Japanese people so they just decided to reframe the story so that it's just an American sort of observing yeah in wonderment in in a way this is actually a very successful way to make an American version of a very Japanese film I suppose yeah I mean certainly I think that the cutting could be done more judiciously yeah so that you don't lose the heart of the film Right. 
No, no. I mean, that, I mean, in terms of they made it, they made in a lot of ways a very different movie. That's true. Like they, they, they very much Americanized the film to the point where it's not the it's not like a poorly cut version of the original film. It's yes. simply a different movie. I mean, that's true. There's some, uh, there's some pretty crude sections. Yeah. The, um, like like whenever Steve Martin meets a character from the movie, <laughs> the main characters, and it's like clearly a double behind yeah like that stuff's not not good no no I mean because sometimes they did do a thing where they would cut to them from the original film as they would cut to someone you know who was traditionally in a movie mm-hmm. and I guess they didn't have like the correct backgrounds for some of those situations yeah certainly yeah or they didn't like they weren't willing to put the effort in because they tried to get this <laughs> done like Two or three days, or <laughs> maybe at the most. That's how it feels to me. Like it they, feels... they were perfectly willing to like find some actors, dress up in the same clothes, but if it started to get like more complicated than that, editing. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, they were just weren't. They just weren't interested in like hiring a set designer for those fill-in scenes. No, they were barely interested in hiring a set designer for. The Steve Martin scenes, right? That, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, <laughs> the nature in California has also got trees and shrubs. Yeah, right. Yeah, the persistent, yeah, the persistent cutting to the deserts of California or yeah. like, Japan, which definitely not, definitely the same climate, definitely the same mm-hmm. vegetation, it's all, it's all the same vegetation, and everything. Yeah. Hey, plants are plants, dude. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, plants are plants, and you could probably get away with a lot of that stuff. But... Yeah. But also, like, it was just, like, even, like, the the sparseness of them. Mm. Or just, like, the crop. Weird things you would not notice unless you happen to be watching a movie twice in a row. Mm. So I don't think we're saying anything too, um, you know, uh, controversial or revolutionary when we say that... Uh, no. Godzilla is obviously a metaphor for the atomic bomb. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think the movie's saying anything subtle about it. Yeah, it's pretty overt, which does which does add the um, it adds an additional dimension to the American repurposing of the material. Yeah, just considering the two countries' history around that subject, especially the very opening narration. Yeah, they're talking about like they they they're going across you know the landscape of a destroyed city, like what kind of devastating monster could. It, Unleash some such pure destruction. Cut to the American. Yeah, and and just and then a quick cut to someone winking at you. Yeah, I mean, they definitely did cut out a lot of the. I definitely I feel like they cut out a lot of the like the landscape shots that are meant to evoke Harris Hiroshima. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, or Hiroshima. I don't know how exactly. I think it's. Yeah, I mean, I think I think. So that's not the right way to pronounce a. A word, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you pronounce it two different ways. Yeah. Um, lost my train of thought there. Yeah, I think the American one does sort of. Yeah, well, it cuts out a lot of the like establishing shots mm-hmm. that really. So you lose like Japan as a sense of a place. Both in, like, its citizens and just, like, the environment. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's definitely like a lot of 16 minutes is non-dialogue pieces. Right. Like so it's just... But they're, but they're still like, they're essential. They're a lot... You, you really feel how essential they are when they're missing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. My point was that the American movie doesn't want seem to want to linger no, I mean, on destruction the same way the right. one does. I wonder why. Uh, there's a game designer named Ken Height who once said that um, you know, playing into the idea that horror always reflects the uh, culture that creates it, like the fears of the culture that creates it. Yeah. Um, he, he believed that um, Lovecraft's Cthulhu mythos stuff, or not not really the mythos stuff, but the the idea of like extra dimensional entities and stuff. Yeah. And Godzilla were the only two um, uniquely 20th century horror ideas. Okay. So like you have your Dracula and you have your Frankenstein and like Dracula could be about depending on who's who's um, telling the story the horror of Dracula could spring from like xenophobia yeah or it could spring from like more of a uh, like a puritanical like anti-sex instinct or, or lots of other concepts that have been around for a long time yeah whereas like the Lovecraft stories are very explicitly a reaction to like Einstein you know like yeah and astronomy and things like that like the idea of there being a co- cosmic unknown yeah the idea that science is now determined that what we see is not what's happening right and we're super insignificant in terms of the large universe <laughs> and that's the idea of the Lovecraft stories where obviously Godzilla is the a direct reflection of our the fear of um uh, on a on a like um our new newfound ability to wreak destruction yeah on the world yeah on What's the word I'm looking for? Unfathomable? Yeah, the unfathomable structure of the atomic bomb. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting idea. I don't know if there's... I'm sure there's um, people who would say other things. Like, I don't know how you fit zombies into this. Right. Yeah, they might be. But, though, I mean, the concept of zombies has been around for a while, even. Mm-hmm. It's true. I think... And I wonder if a lot of these would... Although a lot of like what you would decry as modern ones are simply technologically aided concepts that have already been exist existing for a long time mm-hmm. that it was like those are fears that we could comprehend but they're just now recontextualized through different technologies yeah whereas like the con- like the idea of you know destruction on such a scale caused by man was not really thought of until it happened yeah uh, yeah i agree with you there I just I just wanted to put that disclaimer that I don't I don't even think like I'm not I think about it now you may be able to make the argument that Godzilla is just a sort of an outcropping of the Frankenstein sure like what is what has science wrought yeah so and I think you could probably make the case for things that have come in since then yeah like zombies you know well I guess I'm, zombies are really about contagion though and with zombies aren't we the real zombies is, you know yeah. what I'm saying De- depending on the story that you're Aren't we all the real Godzillas? I think, I think in the Romero sense that, yeah, we're all zombies, yes. 
No, we're not all Godzillas. No, incorrect. Uh, hmm. Is 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 man not the ultimate monster? I think we talked about this once. It wasn't it tigers. It might be tigers. Yeah. Oh, that was probably during the most dangerous game. Yeah. The tigers seem pretty dangerous. <laughs> yes, man is a very dangerous game. Right. Given the right circumstances, but also those tigers are a lot more dangerous. Right. So so oh. Um. What? Leaving that in. Yeah. I have. I fell. Yeah, so. so. <laughs> I hit that. Um, yeah, so no, Tigers are still the most dangerous game. Mm-hmm. It's simply that man is the real monster. No, I would say Godzilla is more dangerous than Tigers in the <laughs> game. You know, until I see them side by side compared in like a, like a battle, it's really undeterminable. You've really taken an anti-tiger stance here this week, Andrew. I'm taking a pro-tiger stance. Oh, pro-tiger. I'm defending the tiger in this situation. Okay. The tiger could still be the most dangerous game. So we should say something good about Godzilla. I thought I said a lot of good things about Godzilla. Okay. I'll pick your favorite thing about Godzilla. My favorite thing about Godzilla was um, that the movie was not about Godzilla. Mm. That... It was a movie about people that had Godzilla in it. Yeah, that's a surprisingly... um... Those are... I really... I don't really get into that much horror. Mm -hmm. But I do really like a lot Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. And that's like all of his movies are about. The monsters aren't actually monsters. The monsters are people. Yeah, that's And the monsters are reflections of like... The horrors of humanity. And the new movie seems to be pretty explicit about that theme. More so even then. And fish love. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Fish love, yeah. Mm. So sweet. Fish kitchen. Mm. Sometimes you just want to spin on a fish, dude. That's that's just life sometimes. Mm. Hey. Make a Tina noise. What? Make a Tina noise. Oh, okay. I thought they were disapproving noises. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Um... Hey, I don't. I don't make life. I just report on it. I'm like Steve Martin. <laughs> so I'm gonna say something good about the movie. Okay, good idea. I'm going to say that I think the sound is great. Oh, the Godzilla sound, or just sound in general? Yeah. The, the the Godzilla sound. I think a lot of the other uh, other stuff was good too. I think the score was good. Yes. I think uh, the sound design in general was excellent. Um, but yeah, I think the like the classic Godzilla. Sc- Scream or whatever needs a like the was special it special commendation? It's like what rubber on violin or something, or stand up bass. I don't is know it, what it is. It, it's like a rubber glove along like some kind of stringed instrument, I believe. Mm. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, that sounds not right. But that's... I, I'm fr- I am fairly certain about that one. Okay. I'm comfortable in in claiming something. Like, I couldn't tell you if it's a cello or a stand up bass or violin. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure it's a rubber glove being rubbed against some kind of stringed instrument. Well, yeah, the, the like, actual Godzilla, like lengthwise. Yeah, that's a great that's a great sound. Effect. It is, and the um, and it's remained even to this day to be like you hear it, and you know what's coming, kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. Oh, also they somehow they lost this ability. I guess probably because they didn't care so much later on. But they shot Godzilla really well to create a sense of scale. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's true. Like when, like when he was in the ocean, he always felt like he was, even though they, they, he clearly was not, he always felt like he was in an ocean. Mm. And for the most part, he always, he always felt like he was not, he was not in a soundstage, and he was actually like going through buildings. And they did that by you know shooting him usually upwise, yeah, low angle shots, and like when he's a lot of his destruction was like you. When you so when I think of Godzilla, I think of Godzilla clearly on a soundstage, mm-hmm. kicking through buildings where you can see all the building and all of Godzilla. But they kept a lot of zoomed in angles, so it was like you just see a foot crashing through a building. Yeah, this this um, I think we're both I think you're referring to the same kind of Godzilla that was always on TV when I was a kid. Yeah, and that's I've seen quite a few of those, and those look so crude compared to this one, even though they were shot you know ten, sometimes even twenty years after that. Yeah. I mean, I my point of reference, which I think is a similar point of reference, was like Power Rangers, which was the same soundstage. We have giant rubber suit folks mm. bouncing around. Yep, it's the same idea. The the it has Power Rangers a, and a kaiju. Yeah, but it's uh, they do kaiju elements. Um, no, that was what I was saying. That sound and that just kind of looks the same to me in terms of that Godzilla. Okay. About Godzilla? I don't really want to. He's a nice guy. Yeah, piss him off. Why don't you get to know him? Well, he's, well as far as Godzilla goes, his eyes didn't look good. Mm. They look real bad. That's true. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of something that I don't really like about this movie. It's not like... There's nothing that really like... There's no glaring flaws. Right, nothing that really inspires you to like dislike it. Nothing like... Still like, oh, that's... Mm, I don't know about... That. I mean, I guess it could be more subtle, but yeah. I'm not sure that that's. Or, I'm not sure that that's true. Or things should have moved just a little bit quicker. Yeah. Yep. I, I think it. It's, it does seem like it's like maybe like five minutes too long. Yeah. Not thirty minutes too long. Not thirty minutes too long, but like five minutes too long. It could have been like a, a bit under ninety minutes instead of a bit there, over. Some of like the vehicle stuff looked real bad. Hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really know about like knocking the special effects too much. I just don't know what they had. I guess they probably did, but I guess you have to find. Some right, effects. but I mean, you can still look and go, hmm, "That did not look good." Hmm. Like if you just start, like if you saw, like they would, you know, they would have a ve- like a real vehicle swerving, and then they would cut to like a prop vehicle crashing into something. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have that prop vehicle, I would understand. Like just with like a simple sound cue. Yeah, they definitely. It's weird because, like you said, sometimes they they stage the little action pieces brilliantly. Yeah, and it looks great. Right, even even like Godzilla's like primitive like breath stuff kind of looks kind of good. Yeah, and then sometimes they just drop. The, sometimes they just drop the ball with the staging. Or yeah, whatever, sometimes they just kick the toy car into the set, hmm. and it just looks weird. Or sometimes Godzilla chews on <laughs> antenna. Yeah, that was that was cool. Like that. <laughs> you like I'm just not on it. Good part, yeah. Um, this movie, uh, the Bechdel test, this is a failure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, the two women don't ever speak. I don't think. Or have names. Mm, yeah, I don't think. I think only one woman has a name. Yeah. I recently um, bought 
Um, the Bechdel test. No, no, actually, that was the thing. It did not. I bought the um, the essential decks to watch out for. Yeah, it doesn't have it in there. No, because it's apparently, because um, what that collection folk. Because I mean, she wrote it for a long time. Yeah, it was on Stranger or something, right? I uh, some I don't know. Or like the, some kind of some kind of Western West Coast. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it focuses on like very specific characters, mm. and that that particular strip predates there being those characters in the strip. Yeah, I know that uh, Alison Bechtel has some kind of like um, beef with it. Not beef. Is it a beef, or is it just like she's tired of hearing about it? Yeah, or something like that. I just I I like to include it because. It's worth pointing out. It's worth pointing out. Yeah. There's, there's a reason she's like, I'm going to write a contract about this. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, a, obviously, a lot of my favorite movies don't, Fail even, it. don't even come close to passing it. <laughs> they don't even, some of my movies don't even have moon in them, it doesn't seem like, except just they're just screaming puppets. You know? Right. But it's still worth noting, like, the few times that it's been. House. That it's been passed, yeah, are, are notable. It's just it's just a fun fun movie curiosity. Yeah, it's a fun movie curiosity. I think we just we pointed out only because like we were watching these movies and thinking about them, and I thought like oh, and I thought for a second about that concept. I'm like wait a minute, I'm like oh that's weird. None of these movies are gonna ever ever. Yeah. I think it was because like so many like those Universal movies. Like wow, these women got shit roles. Yeah, I mean. Definitely, if you talk about horror being like, I mean, I guess all art that comes from a culture is reflective of its values and everything. Right. I think something to do with horror, tapping into the anxieties of any given cultural moment, really. And what they want to protect. What they want to protect and everything, like, so those those the the original, like the original purview of this podcast, those original thirty movies, a lot of those are universal horror movies. Yeah. And those are definitely almost always about some sort of other. Often explicitly like a foreigner. Often explicitly a foreigner. Not always, but often. And nearly always. And um, nearly always as well, the threat was uh, foregrounded to be like the pretty girl. The pretty Right. A woman is in danger. Yeah. Like not, it's not even a person of like any particular importance. Yeah. It just happens to be like, here is a woman. Yeah, yeah. Women, women make up a huge percent of the victims in those movies. Yeah, and um, yeah. What do so, any? What do any of them do? The women? Yeah. Well, a lot of them are like socialites and things. Oh right, right. And I, I mean, an awful like that's an, an awful lot of these heroes are in circles. I just like socialites. Are yeah. They're just like, well, yeah, those movies uh, have a lot of upper class type. Right. Now I'm thinking about, like, what do any of of those people have jobs? I mean, who you, in in The Black Cat, David Maris is a a writer of uh, mystery novels. Oh. You know? Um, I'm sure that factors heavily into his character. There's like like two to three lines of dialogue about it. (laughs) Oh, you write mystery novels. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you have any additional uh, Godzilla related topics any additional um, get ready for the next 28 Godzilla movies we'll be watching mm-hmm. yeah we're doing we're now the Godzilla podcast godzilla.com 
Goldenageofgodzilla.com. I got Godzilla.com. I managed to grab it. Oh, good. Can you bit, get bit of a cute, bit of a coup. We don't know how that one's still available, but <laughs> well, because they have Godzilla.co.jp. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And no one from America thought to grab Godzilla. No, no. <laughs> Can you get um, uh, Godzilla.bike real quick? Not gonna do it right now. Plus, those aren't that bikes like twenty six ninety five a year. Hey, you know. I don't want to do one. Life is life. <laughs> those twenty seven dollar ones. <laughs> God, uh, like a ten dollar, uh, yeah, twelve dollar on there. Godzilla Zone. Yeah, I need those TLDs that are like more than twenty five dollars for a year institution. I'm out. Godzilla dot Moe. What is what is Moe? Don't worry about it. Oh, the statues. So um. Statues of Moe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um. Is there anything else? Should we have segments? Should we, we, have, we have segments. Should we invent more segments? Uh, we can, if you have an idea for a segment, we don't have to force it. Okay, here's a segment. Yeah. Um, if you were Godzilla. Okay, I'm Godzilla, I'm imagining. All right, good. So, um, I'm melting the earth. All right. You're in the water right now, right? Yep. You come out, there's like no maidens. Fuck. I know you're used to seeing them there. Yeah, I'm used to maidens. But there's a boat. No, that's kind of like a maiden. What do you do with it? It's like nature's maiden. Yeah, I know. I guess I smash it. Take the maidens. This is mostly navy men. Will they suffice? Yeah, that's a maiden. All right. But I was hungry for more maidens. Scene. Okay. We call that segment um, In the Mind of the Monster. Okay. (laughs) I feel like I was inside the mind of a monster. I know. And now hopefully the audience will too. Yeah, I don't um I'm always interested in more segments. I don't have pretty sure I came up with some ideas the other day for segments, but I did not write them down, so they're as oh. good as not coming having with. <laughs> um But yeah. Um It's definitely things I always think about these movies like, what do the people do? Why are they even here? So yeah, I don't know if we need to explicitly make the segments we're gonna talk about it anyway, but I like the segment of I feel like I was thinking for a while like why is like Godzilla or not Godzilla Godzilla's there because he's getting agitated yeah. but like why why was Frankenstein there why were all these people like what brought Dracula here well he wanted to be in London the city of yeah <laughs> city of the new man uh, that's it though I feel what's that I feel, I feel like we got it yeah we yeah. do you uh, have any idea what's coming next yep um Next, we're going to do Black Sunday, or next month, I guess. Black okay. Sunday. It's possible that we could try to get another one out before October. Okay. We only did one last month. I'm not sure. Oh, October. That's the spook month. That's the spook month. Yeah, we don't... Um, yeah, so um, we have a voicemail. If you want to leave us a voicemail, we'll answer it on the show. We'll play it and listen to it. And or just answer if you don't want to hear your voice on the show you you can decide or we'll decide when we get it it's up to you or it's up to us yeah the number is 508-817-3408 I'm imagining it's toll free I don't really know hey I've never called it doesn't sound doesn't doesn't actually sound toll free but sure it's Google Voice I don't know Um, that was episode 40 40 episodes wow that's a milestone they call it that yeah it's a round number um Okay, well, thanks for listening to episode 40 of the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can visit our website, 
www.goldagehorror.com for more information. Uh, there's some articles up there if you hunt around. There's uh, show notes for each episode. The book is available on Amazon. It's 99 cents. It's called I'll Go This Here. I usually make it free right around Halloween time. I don't know if I'll do it this year. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I just started working on another one, actually. Yeah. Not too long ago. It's going to be it's gonna be the uh, very similar to the first one, but uh, exclusively about foreign horror movies. Okay. So I'm just going to write it in connection with the series of podcasts we're doing. All right. I said we're doing Black Sunday next week. That's actually a personal favorite of mine. Now, where is that from? Italy, I believe. Okay. Mario Bava directed it. Uh, Barbara Steele stars. We'll get into the rest of it next week. Um, a little more campy than uh, Godzilla. Yeah, well, Godzilla was not campy. No, not really. So we're getting back into camp. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to do... We have a few foreign hardware to, to grab from. Um, I wanted to do a mix of um, <clears throat> European and Asian. Okay. Um, I think it's mainly going to be Japanese. I don't really think there was much horror coming out of like the other film producing countries like uh, India. I don't think they did a lot of horror. Yeah. But um, I will, I'm going to continue to research if, if, any, if, any, if anyone knows any worthwhile movies, foreign horror movies from like, that are kind of kind of um, less overall known or that you don't think will hit. I'd love to hear about it, but uh, other than that, I'll just go by the list we made originally. Um, so if you don't want to miss an episode, join our mailing list at our website. Or you can like us on Facebook, um, or you can subscribe to on your, podcast or your favorite podcatcher. Yeah. Um, we just go to the website and click on it like some people do. Yeah, we can do that. People do, I, I have pretty good analytics. People do all different things. Yeah. Um, if you like the podcast, hey, let us know. That would be great. Let someone else know. Let someone else know. Even better. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. You can leave a rating review on iTunes. Tell an enemy. Tell an enemy. Just just get a tattoo on your forehead. Just walk <laughs> around the website URL on your forehead. Yeah. Um, get a giant shirt that has a QR code of the website on it. Yeah, do that. I'm going to make one. Um, yeah, our theme music is this one, like dubbed by Dubology. Uh, I'm on Twitter at The Water Method. Andrew is at Pizza Pranks. Andrew's website is www.pizzapranks.com. I don't think he updates that anymore. No, I mostly just use my itch page. Pizzapranks.itch.io. Yeah. Next month, Black Sunday. Thanks for listening. www.goldenagehorror.com. Thank you. Slash Godzilla. Godzilla.